in full effect in Muskoka. How was your long weekend? It was fantastic. Why? Well, I got to go out to uh, Session Muskoka. Ooh, at craft beer. Park. Yes, craft beer galore. Not just craft beer, a bunch of great food. And uh, it rained, but then the rain held off and everyone came out. It was a great time. It's probably the best remote I've ever done. Drink lots of IPA? Uh, no comment. What does that mean? Well, I was on the job. Oh, then definitely you did not drink lots of IPA. No. Was there a lot of man boobs? Does an IPA give you man boobs? Well, if... if Isn't that the story that I read? If it's myself included, then yes, there were tons of man boobs at oh, that event. That's unsettling. Today's kickoff question comes to us from Golf Guru 17 who asks, have you ever been thrown out or banned from a public place? And why? Have you, have you been banned or thrown out of somewhere? And bars don't count, because everybody at one point in their life has been asked to leave a bar. Bars does, don't count. Does a strip club count? That's a bar, basically. <laughs> That's the only place I've ever been thrown out of. I barely got through the front door. I got Did by you get handsy? I, no, I didn't get handsy. I didn't even get to the area. Like the guy, I, I gave him my ID, and he's like, all right, come in. And then I walked two steps, and he's like, no, no, you know what? You're too wobbly. Get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that's a bar. That doesn't count. Have you ever been kicked out of, banned from a public place? Yeah. It was uh, downtown mall in London, and me and my buddies had a silly sink fight on the third floor, and security came and got us, and we were banned from that mall for like six months. Banned from the mall? Yeah. It wasn't a great mall anyways, but it, I think it was worth it. I've been banned from several places in my lifetime, but my first memory of ever being banned from somewhere was the Bramley City Center. I grew up in uh, Bramley, and uh, the big mall there, the Bramley City Center. What we used to do as kids is take our remote control cars into the mall because... All the, the ramps and stuff. Oh, man, the floors are pristine, right? It's perfect. So we used to sneak into the mall with our remote control cars. Innocent fun, but I got banned from the mall. And I would say I run into trouble periodically now. People threaten to ban me all the time. And the problem is, is because, as you know, because you work with me, I'm a very loud talker. People think I'm yelling <laughs> when I'm not yelling. No, you're just talking. I think I have Latin blood in me. A little fiery? I think so. I'm a loud talker. I'm a passionate talker. And then often I get into, I get into situations where someone across the counter is saying, Sir, please do not <laughs> yell at me. And I'm like, I'm not yelling. But that's the most frustrating is when you're being calm right. and people think you're right. freaking out. Happens to me all the time. Moose Dropping Podcast is brought to you by the South Muskoka Hospital Foundation, raising funds to help South Muskoka Memorial Hospital provide exceptional health care. You can get more details at healthmuskoka.ca. You're listening to the Moose Droppings Podcast with Dave Newman. Hey, remember a few months ago when we discussed on a podcast conspiracy theories? I do. That we believe in, and I said I believed that animal-human hybrids are a thing. Do we have proof now? This is from a national publication. This is not fake news. This is from a national publication. I just got this off the internet yesterday. The headline reads, The World's First Human Monkey Chimera was created in China. Leaked research by Spanish scientists claims that they've created the world's first human monkey chimera embryo. Scientists' controversial claim that they've created the first human-animal hybrid in a Chinese laboratory has been leaked. A team of Spanish researchers operating in China say they've created embryos that are part human, part monkey. 
I think I've seen that movie. It wasn't very. We've all seen that movie. (laughs) Biologist Juan Carlos Espesua, who also operates a lab at the Salk Institute of California, led the research project. Their stated goal is to one day figure out how to use the animals to create organs for human transplants. They believe that creating a hybrid was an important first step. Human animal chimeras would be utilized as sources for transplantation of organs. If we go back to our conversation that we had about uh, human-animal hybrids, and I said China, Mm -hmm. in this article, it basically says that the experiments, while this guy is Spanish and he has a lab in uh, California, all of this is happening in China because they have more lax laws. Looser laws. Yeah, they're turning a blind eye to all of this stuff. (laughs) Human-animal hybrids. It's fact. It's here. But did... When we first discussed it, because I, I never really got why you do it, but I guess the organ transplant on the black market is the whole purpose of this, right? That's what they're saying. But what if all this goes sideways? What if, what if we go from just creating and uh, growing organs that can be used for transplant to actually creating a subspecies? Do they have rights? Do you give them citizenship? Can they get married? It blows my mind to think this is actually now, it's been confirmed. It's happening. Researchers may be after more fundamental scientific questions. The questions of evolutionary distance and interspecies barriers. Right? I think we might have to get a new washroom in the public washrooms at some point. I don't want to share a washroom. <laughs> Dude, we're heading, that, we're heading the direction anywhere. Where it's yeah. just a washroom anybody can use. Now we're talking about interspecies exactly. uh, washrooms. Research like this can make the public alike feel squeamish. Regardless of whether the research turns out to be valid or productive, on its face value, still pushing the boundaries of biological and genetic inquiry. Bizarre. Pretty spooky stuff. Dude, I'm going for the tiger hybrid. If they can inject me with some tiger DNA, I'm that, doing that that's all what, day long. That's what Charlie Sheen had, right? He had tiger blood. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> let me change my answer. Yeah. You're listening to the Moose Droppings Podcast with Dave Newman. Last week, you had some homework. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And your homework was to compliment complete strangers, right? To throw a compliment out, something nice. Through the coffee drive through Compliment the person who's behind the counter. You've got a really nice smile. You know that? Thanks for flashing that smile. Appreciate that. Love that smile. Did you have braces? You had braces, didn't you? They're so good. Those teeth are so good. That sort of thing. How did it come along? How did you do with that? It, it went okay. I, like I said, I was out in public for like eight hours, so that was my chance to do my homework. Uh, most of the compliments were on people's hats. Why are you complimenting someone's hat? Well, because if I if I said like a one one guy, I, I complimented mostly guys because that way uh, they're not okay. get mad at me. And I go, hey man, you have a really nice smile. And he just looked at me like, what the hell? He's like, just give me some free stuff. Right. But then this one older lady, I said her name was Gladys, I think. I'm guessing there. I said you have a lovely smile, and I love that hat too. And she goes, oh thank you so much. And then she told me how much she listened to the moose. Now I don't know if she said that after the compliment. Hmm. But uh, I think there's some goodwill coming our way from doing that. Yeah. So the homework, it was completed. I'd give myself like a B minus. The thing that I love most about, and I think I already alluded to this last week, the thing that I love most about uh, doing the compliment a day or at least minimally a compliment day to a stranger is it forces you out of your comfort zone. I find a lot of us are going through life on what I would call autopilot. Do you know what I mean by that? A lot of us are on autopilot. 
where we just kind of cruise through the day, keep the head down, facing the phone, not talking to people around you, not engaging with people around you. So I think when you get out of that zone and you force yourself into more uncomfortable uh, situation, it can prove to be beneficial in a number of ways. Now, one of the things that I learned about talking to complete strangers is that when I'm talking to you, I know a lot about you, right? Mm -hmm. I know your likes, I know your dislikes, I probably know how you're going to react to something that I say. When you talk to, when you start talking and engaging strangers, you're going into that completely blind, right? Yeah. I have no idea how they're going to respond to what I'm going to say. That keeps me on my toes. And I find that very, very refreshing. I had a few conversations where I threw out a compliment and the conversation took a left turn that I wasn't ready for. And then again, forced me into sort of an uncomfortable situation out of my comfort zone. But then I enjoyed working through that. Mm -hmm. So I find one of the biggest positive side effects of talking to strangers and giving a stranger a compliment is getting you out of your comfort zone so that you're not just in this autopilot. I'm going to have this conversation with, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Surface stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I fall into a formula, especially when you go to a variety store. You go get something and it's like, debit. No receipt, please. Thank you. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this creates a more authentic conversation, which is what we're trying to do on the radio. So it definitely helps in that aspect. Here's the other thing that I learned over the week. It got easier. As you went along. It got easier. So the very first time I threw out a compliment and then I started up a conversation with a complete stranger, it was kind of awkward. There was a lot of uh, awkward silence in there. As the week progressed... It makes sense. You get better at it. You mm -hmm. just get better at engaging with complete strangers. Thinking on your feet gets easier as you go through this experiment, right? Which is a good skill to have. Yes. And then the last thing that I wasn't quite fully aware of, but I had a suspicion that it was happening. And then I looked it up on the internet. I'm like, is this a thing? Is this really happening? Apparently it is. Your mindset leans positive over time. So if you're having positive engagements with people, if you're having positive interactions with people, your mind starts to reprogram itself to start going out and finding these positive interactions with people. So here's the science. Researchers know that dopamine, that's the chemical that helps you feel happy, right? Mm -hmm. Gets released in anticipation of reward. Does that make sense? So while the interaction is going to be a reward, eventually I'm going to strike up a conversation with a complete stranger. We're going to do that by me giving a compliment. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have this awesome conversation where you're like, well, you want to high five the person like, hey, it was awesome meeting you. Your brain now starts to rewire itself to go seek that out even more. So you're a more of a positive leaning person. I understand what you're saying because, yeah, you're, if, you're, if you're miserable all the time, you're going to continue to be miserable. But if you make an effort to try and be positive at least once a day, I think, yeah, it's going to rub off on you eventually. So did you only do this one day or are you now I actively it. doing it all the time? Like I, I find myself – I tasked myself to do this for the week, but I find myself now doing it without even knowing that I'm doing it. I did it three days in a row. Uh, I think because we talked on Wednesday. So, yeah, I'd say three days in a row. But you stopped doing it. I just didn't really have any interaction with people on the other days. I was just at home being a oh, Kermit. That's sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, you got to keep it up. I'll give it the old college try one more time. And if somebody's listening right now, I'd highly recommend just giving it a try. Just go find somebody, anybody. Give them a compliment. See where it takes you and see how it makes you feel. Because I know when somebody gives me a compliment out of the blue, as I said before, I'm not comfortable with accepting compliments. Mm -hmm. But... I will say that after I'm through that initial interaction, when I walk away, I think, wow, that's really nice that they noticed that. So I think we could all give more compliments. Absolutely. Do it. 
That's it for today's Moose Droppings podcast. By the way, it's all brought to you by the South Muskoka Hospital Foundation, raising funds to help South Muskoka Memorial Hospital provide exceptional health care. I've leaned on them from time to time myself when I had my janky gallbladder. How about your previous injury at the canoe trip? No, I didn't go to the hospital for any of this. I'm just powering through this. But I did have a, uh, I had a janky gallbladder, which had to be removed. So I've been to the South Muskoka Memorial Hospital. You can get all the details at healthmuskoka.ca. You can also email us, moosedroppings at moosefm.com. Thanks for listening and keep on keeping on. Peace out. You're listening to the Moose Droppings Podcast with Dave Newman.